You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome to the Hangtime Podcast, the 250th edition of the Hangtime Podcast. Seku Smith from NBA.com, my main man, Lang Whitaker in New York. Yo, you can't say from the All Ball blog anymore. <sighs> Somebody blow taps on the blogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still here. Don't worry, we aren't going anywhere. Uh, just coming back in uh, in new threads uh, with the relaunch of uh, a new NBA.com that's going to be out there for people to see here in, in short order. Should be fantastic, of course. Um, they, did the blo- they did the blogs like the Falcons did the Saints. <laughs> they did the blogs like uh, parachute pants got done a generation <laughs> or two ago. Um, I'm, still, I'm still wearing mine. <laughs> but it's all good. We aren't going anywhere. Uh, if you hadn't heard, it's official. The 2016-17 NBA season is on. Media days have been conducted all around the league. Training camps kicked off all over the place. The islands, the states, the suburbs, uh, you name it. And, um, you know, some of the biggest storylines, like, obviously, are guys who have exited the stage from last season. Kevin Garnett joining Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant uh, and you know, closing the books on his NBA career after, you know, championships, transcendence, and, and doing all sorts of things that, you know, the people will be talking about for generations to come. Um, you stunned it all by KG uh, announcing no. his retirement? I, I I don't think it was that much of a surprise. I I, no. I mean, maybe I thought maybe he'd hang around one more year, but clearly he he's his body um, seemed to betray him a few times more recently, and I think, you know, at this point in his career when he's done all he's done and um, been through all he's been through, what what is left for him to prove? Right. Uh, you know, absolutely right. nothing. So, um, I you know, happy trails to KG. And uh, it, it just that, that 20, what will it be, 2021 Hall oh, of Fame yeah. class? Oh, yeah. Should we go ahead and make a hotel reservation? I already did. I told the wife we're going on vacation <laughs> in Springfield, Massachusetts um, in 2021. She had no idea. She's like, are we getting lobster rolls and stuff? And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, don't worry about it. You know, you'll have plenty of time to do whatever you want, but I got a little yeah. business to handle uh, in the summer of 2021. Uh, before we even get to, the, you know, Kevin Durant's first training camp with the Golden State Warriors, the defending champs, Chris Bosh. A yeah. little bit of stunning news Monday with Pat Riley announcing that Chris Bosh's career with the Heat is probably over. Um, and that's a direct quote from, from Riley. The blood clot issues, you know, have caused him to fail yet another physical. Um, and and Bosh 
is not cleared for camp. It seems strange that they've gone through all of this, you know, throughout the process. Bosch has been very adamant about talking, you know, talk about how much he wants to get back on the court and how determined he is. And the Heat were always kind of noncommittal. Yeah. They didn't say anything. And uh, for, for Riles to come out, you know, at media day and make that declaration about Bosch's Heat career being over, it it didn't startle me like, you know, I thought that news would, but it was kind of strange hearing him say it that first day. Like, that was the first order of business he got out of the way that don't even get your hopes up about Chris Bosch coming back. I think the – and I, I I mentioned this today on NBA.com that – Think about a bigger picture. Like, you know, the NBA teams, when you have a, a – looking at it like a business, if you have an asset that you're going to lose, you try to get something for it in return, the Heat might lose LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh and get, and get nothing for all three of them. Three of the greatest players of their generation. And, no question. And they might get nothing in return for the three of them. So, um, you know, it, it, as – it's it's a it's a bad situation for everyone involved, and um, as much as Bosch wants to get back and play, everyone else, you know, everyone clearly wants him to be healthy, and uh, and everyone's hoping long term that this is something that's manageable and something that uh, he's able to to deal with. They got four trips to the finals out of the big three sure. of Bosch, you know, D Wade and and LeBron. They got more than that, obviously, from Dwayne Wade you know, who he built up a pretty rich legacy with the Miami Heat before the big three got together. Um, but can you think of another team? The only team I can think of that came apart as quickly and dramatically as that is the Jordan Bulls. Like, when it was done, it was done. Like, and it was done so, like, in a snap. It was like, all right, Jordan's done. It's over. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of a team that was contending and probably could have been a contender for, you know, at least two well, or three more years. Boston Celtics kind of when when that thing broke down and and you know Reggie Lewis passed away and yeah. Lynn Bias and all that stuff kind of happened and it that seemed to kind of pretty quickly go yeah. go down the drain in in Boston. Um, but as far as teams that were that went to the, the finals four straight times or <laughs> or just yeah you know, or seemed or set won, up to win for the foreseeable future or at least one back to back titles in there like that I, I can't think of another one where. It, fell apart that quickly i'm not i'm not sure it's fair either to heap the sort of expectations some fans and some people will on on miami without bosch because i think there's this feeling you know they always talk about this championship culture they have in miami and you know they've won so much and this and the other well that that all coincided with wade coming to the heat and being better than a lot of people thought he might be in terms yeah. of how great a career he had there. And the winning, you know, with Shaq, and then you get LeBron. I mean, this, you don't get a chance to duplicate that sort of success without a transcendent talent, without a, you know, without a guy who has a chance to be an all-time great Hall of Fame type player. I don't know that the Heat have any kind of building block down there right now to start that process over again. I don't know that Hassan Whiteside is that kind of player. Yeah, I, I think they have the, right now they have the, pieces in place to to be a, a, a playoff team maybe right um but I, yeah they, they they definitely don't have uh, lebron's a once in a lifetime player right you know right. um and, and uh, d wade is uh he's been, he's yeah he's right buttoned he's up a, against that level. yeah <laughs> <1A>. yeah so <laughs> and i think bosh is probably one b of, right. of that right. group and um I, I don't know you don't 
find those guys in free agency that often um, like they did with LeBron. And, no, you know, no. Normally you have to draft a guy at the number one slot to get someone like that. So uh, I, I don't I don't know how they rebuild. I mean, the one thing Pat Riley's always been good at is is finding guys and reloading and, you know, not having to go through too many seasons of, of the rebuilding process. So, um that was with a generation handle. of players, though, that still revered him for the work he did right. as a coach. It's strange. You know, LeBron talked about the fact that seeing KG and Kobe and Tim Duncan move on kind of brings yeah. his said, and his generation's mentality. Yeah, like they're next. And I don't know that the young crop of stars in this league that will be free agents in the next coming you know, few years, I don't know if they have that kind of reverence for Pat Riley that LeBron and his peers did. I don't know that – Pat Riley walking in and dropping rings on the table is going to mean anything to them. It didn't matter to KD. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it didn't even get him a visit, did it? I don't think so. What, did he mean, meet him at Starbucks? I mean, it wasn't like a sit-down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I I, I know what you're saying, and, and it it's changing, you know. Yeah. Um, people, the kids coming up now, unlike you and me, they didn't watch the Lakers play right. in the Knicks. They have no idea, and, yeah. They didn't. Remember Pat Riley on the sideline with yeah. the hair slicked back and no. the Armani suits and all that. So um, it's going to change. And, the, and you know what? Maybe there's going to be a whole generation of people who revere Steve Kerr right. in that same way. Or Bob way. Myers or some, yeah, right. somebody else. Or however that works. So, um, hey, that's what happens. It's, it's cyclical. Yeah. Happy birthday to Steve Kerr, by the way. The big uh, 51, I believe, he turned um, on his birthday. So He still uh, looks like he's 29. I was going to say he's still rocking the, you know, the surfer look. Good for him. Speaking of Kerr and the Warriors, um, it was weird seeing Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and Steph Curry posing together on the media day. I, obviously, we've had a whole summer for it to sink in that Kevin Durant has joined the Golden State Warriors. But still, just seeing them in, in uniform, there was another photo with he and uh, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson with their gold medals posing. It was just like, wow, this is really happening, you know. Um, and I'm sure you saw Russell Westbrook was asked about Kevin Durant, of course, at, at Thunder Media Day and said they hadn't talked. Right. So that cranked up a whole conspiracy, you know, uh, party on Twitter and social media about these guys never really being tight. And this this notion that they were, you know, really boys was all, you know, all made up and in everybody's imagination. The thing I, the thing that cracks me up about that is, say you work with somebody for ten, nine, ten years, you know, side by side. You're working daily with each other, right. everything you do. If the other guy leaves for another job, how much, I mean, even if you're really good friends because you work together every day, that doesn't mean you're going to talk to him now if he goes to a rival Right. Company or whatever. And you guys are competitors. Like, why would you be on the phone with him chatting it up every day after you split? You know, to me, that doesn't mean that your relationship when you when you were working together is now, you know, comes into question because of that. I also think we're probably being a little too literal with it. You Mm -hmm. know, him saying we haven't talked doesn't mean they haven't texted. Or it doesn't mean. No, I think I actually they ha- said they haven't communicated whatsoever. But okay, well maybe, well maybe, <laughs> but, but still, maybe you know, someone says something to somebody and passes it on to him. Right, and right. I, I would imagine that when they play for the first time this season, there'll be a handshake at half court and a little hug, and they'll, and then they'll get to business. Um, I feel like it hasn't. The whole thing hasn't sunken in to me, and until we see the Warriors play a game, right, right. and we see them all 
sharing the ball and they go on a 12-0 run or something at the beginning of one of these games and you're going to be like, oh, man. We don't have to wait long to get a taste of it, right? It's Saturday night. um, Warriors and Raptors. Yeah. Cranking it up. Um, I'll be tuning in on NBA TV to the Auto Trader pregame show at 7. And I want to watch every second of of – the new Warriors on the floor just to see what it looks like. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be very disappointed when that first game happens if Cameron Payne and Russ are <laughs> gigging at the scoreboard when Durant walks up. And hopefully they bump him just slightly, just like even if it's a fake inadvertent bump, just to see what KD's reaction is now. I mean, it's, there's so much good goofy drama around this season um, with all the player movement that went on in free agency. That I, I don't – I don't – I don't feel bad at all. I'm not ashamed at all to tell you that I'm going to be watching for every perceived slight possible <laughs> that goes on between some of these competitors because these are the guys who are going to decide who represents the East and West in the championship next summer. You know, I mean, I, I want them to be at each other's throat. I know Draymond said they're not, they don't care about trying to win 74, 75 games, and he's smart to say that, and they're right not to worry about that. That's yeah. That's behind the Warriors. But now it becomes a deal where – do you bring that chip on your shoulder against the teams that you know will be standing in your way in the playoffs and in those two games you have against Cleveland? You know, like those are statement opportunities for, for a new-look Warriors team um, that, I, that I'm going to be watching intently. I want to watch every second of those games. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I was at Knicks Media Day mm-hmm. on Monday, and uh, Carmelo was the first one to come out and speak. And as he was talking toward the end of it, all of a sudden uh, Derek Rose comes out and sits down and it just, it felt weird. Yeah. It was weird to see those guys in the same uniform um, in front of that Knicks logo before this season gets started. Yeah. Um, it's the so whole league. I, it's the yeah, whole league. I mean, from Horford in Boston right. to, to Dwight whoever. here in Atlanta. I was at Hawks media day and sat down with Dwight and it's weird. Like I mentioned to him the fact, you know, I, that I came down and spent a long weekend with him when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and then to see him now at 30, back here playing in his hometown, where he's trying to basically, you know, repair his entire image and career. Um, it's just strange. I mean, I, I think we joked about it earlier in the summer on the podcast here about that game of who he played for that they do on uh, yeah. inside the NBA. Be prepared to fail. Charles, <laughs> Kenny, Shaq, <laughs> I'm guaranteeing you they're going to fail, and that game will be ugly this year um, because there's so many different guys in different places. Uh, but that also means it's going to be a, a wildly entertaining uh, NBA regular season, I think. And that's always good when you talk about the start of training camp and uh, getting this season kicked off. So, Lang, again, you, you've been complaining. I have complaints. About this beef that you have with uh, 2K17. You, you appear to not – be able to create a player with your name. Um, <laughs> so instead of, instead of you know, making up stories and, and selling wolf tickets in the streets and on social media, let's just go straight to the source. Ronnie 2K joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. Long time coming. We've been looking for you, my man. Um, What's going on, guys? We're good, except for Lang's complaining. I'll let I'll, I'll get out the way and let Lang Come explain on, Lang, to you, you why he's good. Again? <laughs> My, I, I, okay, I'll say this. I've been playing the game the last couple of weeks, and I have I only one complaint out of all the time I've played this game. Um, and the complaint is this. When I started the My Career mode, yeah. and I went in to create myself, and I, I typed in the name Lang, um, and that name wasn't one of the you know names in the name 
bank or whatever. So I actually went with Langston because Langston Galloway. But then yep. I went, I typed in Whitaker and I hit enter and it said, that is not an acceptable word. It's like a, a curse word or something. <laughs> That's amazing. You didn't, know your, you didn't know your last name was a curse? <laughs> I, I didn't. No, it's funny. It's actually, a... you know, I get, I get that uh, feedback all the time. And it's actually something that we don't even control. Um, oh. We don't control, like, the whole name uh, stuff, which is amazing because it's, like, overly sensitive than it needs to be probably. But, uh, you know, as well, long as you're happy cause... otherwise. Well, yeah, especially because like I'm also in the game, <laughs> like so I figured. <laughs> really weird. Yeah, so yeah. You, you know, you know, we're able to do it because you're you're in the game. But uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, so yeah, instead, yeah. I, instead, I, I'm in the halfway through my rookie year as Langston Marbury. It's a good name. Yeah. yeah, rumor rumor has it, Ronnie, that that name is outlawed in other places. So <laughs> I've been Langston Ronnie, Marbury. <laughs> All the uh, all all jokes aside, the game's awesome, and uh, um, I, I'm a serial sports career mode player. I love getting yes, a sir. sports video game and creating a guy and trying to get him to the top of the league or whatever. And um, it, it's been a lot of fun winding my way through my rookie season <laughs> as Utah Jazz drafted me. I'm a backup point guard for the Jazz. Uh, nice. And uh, I'm just trying to wait. Who are you to, playing behind? Exum or Exum? Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. get Exum out of the way. Yeah, Kick him hopefully out. that didn't prove to be too difficult for uh, Langston Marbury. <laughs> but uh, the game's amazing. Um, what were the things you guys this year tried to to uh, kind of pick up on from the game from a year ago and, and improve upon from last year's game? Yeah, you know, I, the the development team like thought a lot about like the next evolution of it, and you know, um, I know this is going to sound kind of crazy because we are a basketball simulation game but so, I, I think there was a real major effort to make it closer to basketball and i know that sounds kind of crazy but like um you know i i feel like i'll give you an example so the spike lee stuff with my career last year right. there was a lot of dramatic effect and it was really cool to work with somebody that as close to basketball as spike um you know all of his great films uh, about the topic but it, it did stray a little bit far from from the court and so I, I think there was, like, a concerted effort to think about, like, hey, how do we get this back to basketball? Um, you know, what is it about basketball that people love? Like, the, the connections, the endorsements, the life of a basketball player. Um, so we, you know, a, a lot of our thought, and I, I'm referencing my career as, as yeah. our most played mode, but, I, I mean, this was probably throughout the game, is was trying to get a little bit more back towards um, the, the game itself and, and uh, away from kind of the, the dramatic angle that things like Spike created for us. I will say this, you know, Saker doesn't play games. Uh, he, I'm sure he's seen his kids playing it. 24-7. But, <laughs> but, uh, I watch 24-7, trust me. The, the Spike yeah. Lee angle's not there, but Michael B. Jordan is in the game. And uh, yep. as as his teammate on the Utah Jazz, Michael B. Jordan is no Michael Jordan. <laughs> so that, that dude is a ball hog, man. I, <laughs> I just stand out there asking to pass me the ball, and nope, shots going up. You. But uh, yeah, hey, you but, know, maybe uh, he's a little bit of a black hole. He, you know, in, in uh, the work that we did with him, he worked a lot with uh, working with our legend edition cover athlete Kobe Bryant, and so you know, maybe maybe he fanned some stuff off of him <laughs> off the court. I'm not, I'm not really sure. 
Did you did he uh, did you do the motion capturing from Michael B. Jordan in the same suit that uh, I wore? When we did the motion capture. Yeah, it was actually the exact same. Suit. <laughs> the same shoes and everything. <laughs> yeah, exact exact same outfit that you were you were wearing. Hopefully, I, no, I, I mean, hope didn't stretch it out too much. For I mean, you you were here for a few hours, which was that was that day was a lot of fun. Uh, Michael B. was here for a few weeks, uh, oh, wow. okay. working on it, and um, I mean, it, it was a really huge production as you've probably seen. He's in a he's in a yeah. billion scenes, and like um, he is your he plays your friend in the in the mode, your best friend, and he's got a chip on his shoulder because he was drafted uh, in the second round, and <laughs> um, you know you guys are coming up, but like. He's got a lot to prove, so maybe that's why he's uh, hogging the ball on, on your team. But, um, you know, to, to have that kind of dynamic, again, it's one of those movements towards getting trying to get back to the, the core of basketball, being able to play as opposed to, you know, Spike was uh, the Spike evolution was like, let's build a story. This evolution was like, let's get back to the celebrating of, of the game. And um, right. Michael B does, you know, you don't play as him, uh, you play right. with him. And so you get to kind of enjoy those moments together. And a lot of those scenes that you see in career this year are much cooler um, b- because he's involved. Ronnie, talk a little bit about just where you guys started, you know, and where you are now in terms of the popularity and the, the interaction. Like, I, as Lang mentioned, my boys play, and I'm not, this is no joke, we got a calendar in our kitchen, right? Huh. And they marked down all the important dates. My son's birthday was on the twenty third. The week, yep. and I'm and I'm just happened to glance and look at it. And the week before, there was something written down. It was like two K seventeen comes out. And I yep. was like, are these dudes for real? Like they think this is a holiday. Yeah, they, they think it's like Christmas or something. Well, this year, this year, you know, we put a lot of effort into creating that holiday. You know, I don't know if you guys. Saw it, but 2K Day on the 16th. Yeah, I mean everybody was posting about it on social media. The midnight, it went from a crazy midnight launch, all these lines around around corners from people picking up their game to you know the athletes talking about what the you know being in the game meant to them and um, right. all of these people making up excuses for skipping <laughs> school or skipping work or skipping hanging out with their girlfriend. I mean, like it is, it has become kind of a lifestyle moment. Um, and you know, to your point, like it wasn't always that way. You know, yeah. when I when I first started here, um, it's been nine years now. Um, you know, it's just watching that growth year over year into more of a lifestyle moment, more things that celebrities and athletes, influencers, the nerd uh, life, like it just it encompasses all of it. The music, obviously, as well. Um, and uh, it's been it's been a lot of effort um, from a lot of a lot of people uh, on our team. We just have an exceptional both development and marketing team um, that has kind of evolved it into this into this holiday and this great game. I mean, uh, you know, we uh, we've never had a uh, a ninety plus Metacritic rate, rank game. I don't know if you guys know what Metacritic is, but it's I do. Yeah, the governing review right. board for, for for all products, but video games nonetheless. And uh, we're we're standing at a 91 right now, which is pretty amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody thought that a sports game would ever kind of have that because you know sports games. Uh, there's a lot of titles that annually they don't change a lot. Um, a lot of annual titles in general don't change a lot. But we, you know, we work really hard. Um, our development team works like you know 20 hours a day, seven days a week during the summer. You guys saw it a little bit last year when yeah. you were up here. Um, 
it is a it is a label labor of love and um it's taken a lot of kind of effort from a, a lot of these guys to turn it into the monster it is but we pack in so much new stuff every single year i mean i could the, we have blogs on each each of the modes um and that are like pages long and i mean i could bore you to tears talking about everything <laughs> that we implemented in the game this year but it's it's just it is another level and it, it just we always ask like what are we going to do next year and we always figure out something something else you know yeah. now you guys i mean i know you guys you get the game out you have the big crush but you guys are already back at work thinking about next year already, oh yeah right? yeah i had a i just came out of a pretty important meeting about next year's game um so we're already starting to talk about it. i mean we're still focused on listening to consumers and um right. seeing how we can improve this year's game we still we also have a lot of event driven stuff mm-hmm. um there's a lot of stuff with my park which has just become kind of a transcendent mode we did that thing with Kyrie where we revealed the Nike shoe last year, but there's there's a lot of things that we continue to do. Esports is gigantic. We had our first yeah. esports uh, championship last year in June. Um, we, we are going to be doing that again. Um, some announcements about that coming up pretty soon. Um, so uh, there's still a focus. It's one of those challenges. We're focused on 17 and continuing to, you know, give our consumers the experience that they deserve and also the events that they would hope for. Um, but then we also have to have an eye on 18 because our dev team has such a short window to, to you know, iterate and expand on an already awesome game. Yeah. I, I play video games, Ronnie, and I, I'm not one of the people, though, who's, you know, an obsessive about them. But Except it's been funny. about your name, of course. <laughs> well, it's, been, <laughs> it's been funny the last, since we came out and visited you guys, like uh, yep. you tweeted a photo of all of us in the mocap gear, and I said something about 2K17 is going to be lit. People still retweet that and are like, "When are you guys going to be in the game? Like, People are so obsessed with the game. But I was going to say, there's probably no one more obsessed with the game than the actual people who are in the game, the athletes. Uh, which player, and I know you guys had a whole thing where if guys tweeted at you and asked for their rating, you were, you were yep. telling them. Uh, which player got the most upset about his rating? Oh, man, there were a few. Um, well, just real quick uh, on that note, no, you know, we've been doing that for a few years where we ask uh, people, Hey, if they, if you want your rating, just, just tweet us, we'll give it to you. Little did I know that it was going to be 200 and I think it's like 13 players this year that asked for it. I mean, that's, that's more than half the league. That's insane. Um, right. but that many guys to ask for, for their ratings and, uh, it, it just speaks to, you know, the enthusiasm about that, but it is a competitive thing. There are a bunch of guys that reached out to me, and we, our ratings are always lower at the beginning because we want to build upside. I don't know if you saw C.J. McCollum's tweet about, like, listen, if you're so upset about your rating, just stop complaining to Ronnie. <laughs> Go do something about it, you know? Like, uh, his, his tweet was really funny. But, um, I mean, there's, there's a variety of guys from – it's always like, hey, this guy is this, and why am I this, you know? Like, um I, I don't want to mention a few of them, but uh, <laughs> uh, for example, Austin Rivers just reached out to me a couple of days ago, and he was um, he was like, "Come on, man! Like my my rating needs to be higher than this." So. Of course, Austin but, uh, Rivers. I mean, it, of course, it, it's, it's it's top level guys. It's like top five in the NBA. Yeah. will complain about their rating, and it's the bottom guys too. Everybody everybody kind of has that as their barometer. Your DMs must be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it it is funny. It's like the who's who of uh, the NBA. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. But uh, again, it speaks to the enthusiasm of 
sure. of our brand and um, a lot of people that work on it. Ronnie, with, with you guys working year-round, and I know you got, you know, obviously big NBA fans in the Bay Area there. Um, yep. When do you have a chance to take a step back, decompress, and kind of take a take a different look at the league for ideas and for things that you might want to include? Do you get to go to games and, and sit in the stands and chill? I don't know what that yeah, is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because no, uh, it, it, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would I imagine you want to get a fresh look at things sometimes and maybe step back and reassess. Well, you know, um, our development team actually traveled all 30,000 or 30, 30,000, well, all 30 teams this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they traveled 16,000 miles. And the, I, I don't know if you guys saw that trailer, but they were there to capture like arena sounds mm-hmm. and like how the ball bouncing on every different hardwood across the league, it just sounds different. Right. It, it, it's not the same thing. All the buzzers sound, I didn't even know the buzzer sounded different until, <laughs> <laughs> until the, you know, we we started working on it this year. I mean, it, it is like you have to go to all of these arenas and you have to take them in and and see it. From you know, from my perspective, it's more about like the 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 level of enthusiasm for those teams and like being at the at the arenas. And then you know, from my personal job, it's about seeing the players and making sure that they um, you know they're happy with and giving us ideas on what they want to see in the game and stuff. So. It's kind of it's it's both the 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 development team has to go see these arenas to see how the game plays differently right, right. Um, at each location. It's interesting stuff. Um, Ronnie Two K joining us here on the Hang Time Podcast. Lang, I think you've you've spoken to the right man if you're trying to get your name in that <laughs> game the way you want it. Um, but Ronnie, I, I I will tell you this. I'll see if I can drop an email to someone. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say this now. I, I don't I'm play, of, but I'm I'm, gonna, want... I'm I'm getting up to speed. I'm gonna start playing if my kids will let me. Um, <laughs> you know, you kind of got to bribe them to get them off of it. But I'm gonna start playing so next year I can get fully immersed in the game the way. Yeah, Lang thank does. you. I want I want your feedback, man. I know. Yeah. You, you know. You know the the league just as well as anyone so i'd be you know love to hear hear your thoughts on it especially you know like we we want to pulse test a lot of people like people mm-hmm. that barely play our game play it all the time like it's we need kind of that feedback from everybody that's why we add features like right. michael b jordan and spike lee and, and and the soundtrack to get you know new users into our game so we can kind of get a taste of what they're looking for so it, it is it's both worlds yeah, I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get knee deep in it this summer. I, I got my office get getting out uh, the house. So, if you want to get some screen time, Seiko, all you got to do is win. Then you, <laughs> then you stay up. Then you, then you're the champ. They right. got to they defeat you. Yeah, so. well, I, I mean, I'm not fueling up like they are on Cheetos and Pop Tarts and orange, you know, orange Fanta and everything all day. I, I fall asleep <laughs> hey, at ten man, o'clock I at mean, night. People are starting to make money playing our game too with the uh, esports stuff that we've got going on. You know, we uh, we gave. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars to a team that won the uh, wow. won the championship last year, and you know, it's gonna be it's only gonna get bigger. Uh, esports is the future. Uh, you, you guys, our buddy Rick Fox owns uh, owns one of those right. teams. Um, and I was uh, gonna I say, I don't I don't know which team won, but I bet it wasn't Echo Fox. A couple days ago. I think I saw. Yeah, seventy sixers just bought a team a couple days ago. Yeah. I mean, it is it is definitely the future, and. Right. Uh, something that we're going to be heavily involved in. So, so I was going to say, Ronnie, I was going to say, I don't, know, I don't know which team won the 2K tournament, but I bet it wasn't Echo Fox. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're hoping for their participation on a larger level this year. I'm sure uh, 
how's this team doing? I mean, I don't know. I, I often just say they're the <laughs> Lakers. Haven't been pretty, from what I understand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Ronnie, we know you're busy, man. We appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Um, and we're looking My forward pleasure, to, we're looking forward to getting back out there. I got some revenge to get on somebody in that mocap <laughs> room. Uh, you guys played me last time, so I, I got some paybacks for somebody when we get out there. Anytime you guys want. More than welcome. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ronnie. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Ronnie 2K joining us here on the Hang Time Podcast, the man. Uh, 2K17, you've seen the game. You've probably played it. Uh, Lang, you've played it too much, I'm sure, already. Um, <laughs> but the the phenomenon that is eSports, as Ronnie mentioned, and, and certainly we know that around here at Turner Sports, um, it's it's amazing uh, the way it's taken off. I played Tecmo Bowls the last time I was really good at a video game. Um, so that tells you how long it's been since anybody has allowed me to get on the controller or the joystick or whatever the hell you call it nowadays. Um, but I'm serious. I'm, I'm getting a crash course this summer. I'm, gonna, I'm going to learn how to play this damn game so I can be in with all, all you cool kids about 2K17. Well, I can also tell you that uh, um, last time I played a video game was about 15 hours ago, 16 hours ago, <laughs> I played Madden last night. Um, when the Atlanta Falcons won the Super Bowl in 2022. So uh, uh, I've played video games my entire life, and I still play them. I'm not the way – I don't play them every day. I don't play them, you know, for eight hours at a time. I don't really play them online either. Um, that's kind of my Rubicon, I guess. I, I don't <laughs> – if I get to that level, I think it would be too much. So uh, – I, I I don't play that right. at that level. Um, I also don't like get cursed out by like sixteen year olds when I play and getting beat <laughs> by those kids. Um, so, but the, I, it's incredible and just to see the the this having played you know Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis and mm. Atari as a kid to see like Madison Square Garden sell out and the Staples Center sell out to watch people play. Yeah. Video games—it's—it's it's just unbelievable yeah. to me. It's a, it's a whole new world. I mean, I think it, we had a we had a tournament when I was in college on our dorm floor. <clears throat> we had a you know a college football game we were playing, and if you knew how to if you knew football and knew how to call plays, you didn't have to be great at the game because it was you know the way you manipulate the game was so simple. So I was like throwing deep slants and beating the crap out of everybody on the floor, you know on that game. Right. Well, a lot of those guys 20 years later are still playing video games and like, they won't even let me touch their games when I come to the house. They're like, no nah, dude, you were good at this like 20 years ago, but you, you didn't, you didn't keep your skills up. <laughs> like it's like, you know, it's like it's karate. Like you got to go get a new belt every year. So, well, I mean, those old games, like the Madden games, yeah. you remember they, they had like nine plays you could run, maybe right. 10 plays on offense, 10 passing plays. Um, I mean, the, the one now must have, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of plays. Right. I don't you can know how and all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's so much stuff you can do, and I feel like those games teach you more about the sport. Like uh, if the if the game is good, 2K also, um, 2K and Madden. Like I, I learn things about the sport and plays that work and don't work against different lineups and right. ways to use guys. And uh, it it's there's coaches too. Like there's NFL coaches who've learned about the game from Madden. I know Raheem Morris. Yeah, was, it shows. Yeah, <laughs> watch so, some of the teams on the weekend. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, it's it's uh, it, it's incredible, and uh, I, I, as a person who plays video games, I hope they keep improving and keep getting better because it just it's more fun. Yeah. So I'm glad we got to the bottom of it, Lang. I hope that's to your satisfaction that you'll put 
put this thing behind you now and move on. I'll never be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be satisfied because you're not on muscle watch, son. I am on muscle watch. What do you, what do you mean? I mean, you haven't I'm had in charge a, you, of the muscle watch. You haven't gained a muscle in that uh, doughy body of yours since high school. What are you talking about? To be honest, the, the term <laughs> muscle watch is sort of a misnomer at this point because really it's just about weight gain or loss. Yes, it's beefcake um, watch. It's, how much beefcake have you added? So, and, and, or lost. It or can lost, be lost, yeah. Or lost. Yeah, because there have been guys before who show up. And this year we had some guys show up with, with less. The whole thing started because my friend Matt and I, when we were post-college living together, mm-hmm. just sort of noticed in the AJC, like when the Hawks would start training camp, there would always be a story about so-and-so uh, showed up adding, having added 15 pounds of muscle. Yes. It was never 12. It was never 18. It was never 9. It was always 15 pounds of muscle. <laughs> so we just started joking about it, and then we started seeing it in other newspapers and things, so so, so we just kind of kept an eye on it. Right. Then when, once Google came along, I was able to, like, search and find it in every newspaper. So the past, I don't know, seven, eight years, <laughs> I've put together Muscle Watch at the beginning of the NBA season. Right. Now, I've, I, when I was Googling it the other day to do it for NBA.com, I found, like, uh, NFL articles about Muscle Watch <laughs> that people were doing from other websites. And this term, the term has clearly gone viral. Yes, um, yes. Most but, impressive uh, on the list this year. Who's, who? There's two guys. Who ben made Simmons. the most impressive leaps or – yeah, uh, there's two guys. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons uh, says that – this is all based on a tweet from John Schumann. Right. Ben Simmons says he's up to 250 pounds, right. up from 217 around the draft, which would be 33 pounds in almost exactly three months of from the sheer draft. steel. Well, that – our friend uh, Jay Skeets from the starters sent out a tweet saying, uh, why are we all just assuming it's muscle? Like, what you know, what's the ruling on this, <laughs> Lang Whitaker? And I said, my ruling is, unless it, we get it specified, otherwise we just have to assume that it's muscle, it's or at least muscle. mostly muscle. Right. Or good weight. So, And in the pictures of Simmons, he looks like he's in shape. So I would say it's a it was a good weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy who's in the running, and I'm going to have to do some detective work on this, is uh, uh, Gorg, Gorgie Jang Dang. <laughs> Easy for me to say with the Timberwolves. Right. Uh, uh, he's up to 260. And at the end of the year last year, he says he was 235. According There's no to way the, he was only 235. That's, listen, these guys, any dude 6'9 or taller that says he's on, you got to be skin and bones <laughs> to be 235 and that tall. So, I, I, uh, come on. I'm going gonna, gonna to do some. Uh, my My job now is to follow up on all these stories yeah next week we'll do another follow-up post and then if we still haven't gotten like any concrete details out of these guys i'll call the teams and try to find out some stuff but um you know on the on the other end of the spectrum patrick beverly with the rockets showed up uh he's weighed eight pounds less than he played at a year ago and he says he wants to lose five more pounds Mm -hmm. and he says he lost 16 pounds last summer so I think it's about 30 pounds over the last two years he's lost. Would he, um, would he cut fried chicken out of his diet like me? He says that he uh, – uh, wait, I have a quote right here. He cut most carbohydrates from his diet and has been eating lean chicken and fish. Right. Yeah, see, that's how you do it. The other, the weird one was in Sacramento where, uh, <laughs> according to the to uh, James Ham on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Willie Cauley-Stein gained 20 pounds. 
Scal Lubissier gained 20 pounds, and uh, Papa Giannis lost 20 pounds. So <laughs> it's all 20-pound increments in Sacramento, nice. I guess. Maybe, uh, maybe it's changing. Maybe we're going from 15 to 20. Could be. Maybe that's the, the future. Um, I, I just want to make sure you don't go back and look at any stories I wrote over the years as a beat writer, NBA writer, with me talking about how much weight some dude gained or lost at the start of training camp, which everyone I'm, does it. I'm dumb enough to know. That are, there have to be plenty of of those instances. Um, I bet it's all. I bet it, I bet you said fifteen pounds of muscle too. <laughs> I, I wish I could uh, find fifteen pounds of muscle on my frame right now. That's that's what it's all about. Um, big ups to Ronnie Two K for joining us on the Hang Time Podcast this week. Been trying to get that guy on here um, to make sure he gives us the inside scoop on what's happening at 2K Sports, and uh, with the, I would say, based on the number of kids I see playing it all the time, it's got to be as popular a game as there is um, that doesn't involve shoot 'em up and The video game companies do sports fans wrong because, like, in the last month, basically Madden, 2K, and FIFA all come out right. within, like, a four-week period, and then you're just like, oh, man, this is going to ruin my, my life. What am I, how am I supposed <laughs> to play all these games? How am I supposed to get so. some homework done or anything else or get my, my work done um, right. when I'm playing video games 24-7? So, yeah, good. Appreciate him uh, contaminating society with these entertaining video games. Um, Muscle Watch will be looking out for the next update as well and um, if anybody knows where he is tell Rick Fox we'll be right here next week on the Hangtown Podcast later busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.